sorry. I just had to say that. <laughs> okay. I'm quite I scared. know every week we've seen I just seen had to say that because I watched the movie last officially. night because I was just so cool and I just really wanted to do that. Will and Corrin have too you much jam okay? on his cheese scones. <laughs> well, we're right. Well, we've, just, we've just come. We have literally just come from an, another of the many stakeouts. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, all, we're all in a little bit of shock in between our jet planes and scones that we could be here till Monday. Or later. Winston actually used the M word and said that Monday was a possibility. So that's another three days from now over his deadline. Can I tender my resignation? Because I don't <laughs> do this anymore. Please. I don't know how many more minutes I can stand standing in Bowen House. I think I've wasted like <laughs> half my week there. Like my whole life is just flashing in front of me. I think we'll miss it when it's gone though. No. No. <laughs> yes, you will. no, no what for the days of today I got to look at doing talk to someone about a real story about an important issue and I got to use my brain and it was really nice. Mm. I've read two and, books. And it was no, it was it's the biggest story in town. I mean I know it's frustrating and annoying, but it's like, you know, would you want to be anywhere else? Yes. On a beach. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, no, let's let's get cracking. We did actually, in between. We, we will continue to talk about the um, ongoing um, machinations or lack of machinations, if that's the right terminology. But in between that, we shall talk about some stories. Which Andrew, you've been doing some stories. New Ways Playful Wheels attract thousands of visitors to the tiny island each year. Now they're set to get special protection with the creation of a huge marine sanctuary. It means that we're protecting it for the future of our children and children and children beyond that. Newey has promised to protect 40% of its 200 nautical mile exclusive economic zone. Commercial fishing will be completely banned in the sanctuary. What we are providing from a local perspective is significant so that people can recognise the fact that we're not just making a token gesture. It not just affects Nui, it affects actually the whole world because many large migratory species move through there, things like tunas and seabirds and whales, dolphins, so it's, it's a fantastic announcement. The reserve is the latest in a chain created across the Pacific Ocean. Since 2014, waters off Hawaii, Easter Island, Pitcairn Island, Palau and now Chile and Niue have become protected. New Zealand had agreed to create a Kermadec Island sanctuary. But that stalled when the Māori Party threatened to walk away from government. Now sources have told One News that with the Māori Party ejected from Parliament, there'll be a new push to get that law passed. Further plans to overhaul outdated marine protection laws also hit the wall last year after opposition from commercial and recreational fishers. And I think New Zealand has to have a really good look at itself about how we can be a responsible global citizen, but also a responsible Pacific Island you know, nation and step up with our, our smaller countries around us. I think New Zealand can do anyway, take the leadership role that it, it, it does play in the Pacific. But for now, it's New Way taking the initiative in turning the tide. I'm very happy about this story, actually. Um, this is the latest in the Pacific chain of um, marine protected areas. That started back in 2014. Actually, it started uh, long before that, but this particular chain started in 2014. Um, and it's seen a network of MPAs across the Pacific, so Hawaii, Chile, um, Easter Island, uh, New Caledonia, um, and now Niue is the latest. Niue and another one in Chile are the latest part of this chain. Um, and it means that 
huge, enormous, sort of incomprehensible chunks of the Pacific Ocean will be um, protected from commercial fishing to allow them to recover and also to mitigate against the effects of climate change. So a huge deal, really exciting. But of course, then it throws on the spotlight because New Zealand w did was supposed to play a part in this with the Kermadec sanctuary, but that's um, hit the buffers. Actually, hit the buffers, I was told the other day, is not a New Zealand phrase. The and buffers. I shouldn't use no, it. No, I haven't heard it before. No, okay, so hit the wall then. Hit the wall. <laughs> hit the wall. So, yeah, so... Um, hit up wall? Yeah, wall. any wall, just not going. Has ahead. it though? So, okay, so let's just recap. Where are we at with the Kumadex? They were being blocked effectively. The, By the Maori basically, Key thought he had this great deal. Went to the UN to announce it. Announced it at the UN, but somehow forgot to talk to the Maori Party mm -hmm. about it. And then because he didn't have their support. Uh, why did he need the support and he did not have He didn't have the numbers. He didn't talk to anyone. Yeah. So he no, didn't have done either or... No, he he they did have the numbers. They got it passed. They, pa they passed it through uh, the first reading mm. and it's currently sitting... It's been through select committee and it's, it needs to have its second reading, but it's now delayed. And they did have the numbers to pass it because they've got the Green Party. Everyone was behind it to start with. And That's then right. the commercial fishing industry... And Maori Fisheries Trust got involved, threatened legal action, and at that That's point, right. the Maori Party threatened to walk away from government. That's right. So the government decided that they couldn't risk it, um, and put the legislation on hold. Went in to talk to um, TK um, TOKM and the Maori Party, but I. So from what I gather, those talks went nowhere. They haven't. They haven't managed. They're, but it's done deal now, right? Whatever the government, whatever the parliament is next, because there's no Maori Party here. Well, so that's the chink of light. So I was talking to government sources about this last week about the way forward. Um, as far as everyone on the conservationist side and the government side are concerned, that um, legal action has no standing and it's not likely to be successful. So the only block was a political block. Now that's gone. Uh, if they can get the other parties over the line, bear, bear in mind that this was this was a commitment of the Labour Party and the Green Party in previous yep. election campaigns. Um, New Zealand First isn't quite clear what which way they'll go, but they have the numbers, they can pass it. So yay for the Kermadex. Hopefully yeah, it will go ahead. Yeah. Will the pressure go on Labour's Māori MPs, though? Probably. Now, Probably. is the question, is that because there had been some talk about them being uncomfortable about Yeah, but you've got to think that. the Greens but will support this. They'll what. have the numbers anyway now, whoever. But the issue is, and even the seafood industry, or the, the fishing industry and Seafood New Zealand have had admitted this, that 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 area has never has never been fished and is not likely to be fished because it's so remote, so inaccessible, so difficult, and not um, commercially viable. So it's an issue issue of practicality, and I guess conservationists argue well we should protect it for that reason. It's such an it's such an enormous. I mean, it would take New Zealand's protected waters. It would take them. It, they're currently under one percent, and protecting the Kermadex would mean that fifteen percent of New Zealand's waters are. Protected. Who's going to patrol these massive areas of water? Well, that's actually an interesting question that when we talked to the new A Premier this week about mm. how they were going to do it, um, they reckon drones are the way forward. Right. So yeah, they're going to yeah. try and purchase a drone. Um, at the moment, it's down to the Navy, the Australian Which Navy, they can't New Zealand possibly, Navy. It can only really be, you know, like random searches or something. Absolutely. You know, where they try yeah. and hit people just to. Absolutely. So you, you need you do need buy-in from the fishing industry to make sure that they don't cheat. Yep. But um but yeah, drones seem to be a really good and at the moment they do they also massively use satellite tracking, like right. that's very advanced. That's how they um the illegal fishing down in Southern Ocean and stuff, they that that plays a large role in how they combat yeah, that. Yeah, well that's, a, that's so, an exciting development. But drones. yeah, dr drones, so watch this space on drones and everyone gets excited about, I get excited about drones. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I guess this uh, I guess this week kicked off with the specials on a Saturday and, well, they weren't really a shock as some people suggested because we did think they were going to get two, but nonetheless, that was pretty significant. Let's I think um, maybe I think, I Katie think, and I, I we mentioned were, two yeah, I think what you, you tried to tell us we were wrong. <laughs> what? I think we, we both <laughs> I don't insisted. Not that we were doing, I told you so. We told you. 
<laughs> but I'm very sure there were many conversations, including in this okay. podcast, that Andrea and I saying that Labour and the Greens would get one. You guys are right. I am wrong. <laughs> I'm big enough to say we it. We better make sure Corinne's wife sees that too. <laughs> I was completely wrong. Can't even remember what I was wrong about, but I'm sure I was. Okay. So let's yeah, have a listen anyway to. Um, let's have a listen. Let's have a wee recap on Saturday and just to see where we where we went to, or where we are, or where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> My God, Saturday seems like such a long time ago. The loser on election night, Jacinda Ardern, is smiling again as the final vote count gives the left bloc two extra seats and Labour 46 MPs. We are in the position to form a stable, durable coalition government. I'm absolutely pleased with that. Bill English might have lost two MPs, taking Nationals' tally to 56, but he's not giving any ground to Labour. The fundamentals haven't altered, and that is uh, National has significantly more seats than Labour. Both major parties convinced they've won the right to lead the next government. These results show that the majority of New Zealanders voted against the status quo. Well, these results confirm that National is significantly the largest party, 10 seats ahead of Labour. Uh, That puts us in a strong position to move ahead uh, to form a strong and enduring government. But with nine MPs, it's Winston Peters who still holds the balance of power for the third time in his long career. He wasn't speaking publicly today, but both Labour and National are hoping to get down to business straight away. Uh, Those negotiations with New Zealand First have begun and we'd expect them now to proceed uh, at some pace through this week. I certainly uh, know that we all have a tight timetable that we're working towards. That timetable was set by Winston Peters. He promised a deal by Thursday. And if New Zealand First swings left, that deal would also include the Greens. Jacinda Ardern looks set to talk to leader James Shaw tomorrow. We will negotiate with those parties separately. I'm not setting out here today what the outcome of those negotiations will be. The most stable form of government uh, with a three-way coalition is a full coalition um, in which we're all in the tent. Uh, And and I think um, that there's a strong case for that. Both parties are celebrating two new MPs, Women's Refuge boss Angie Warren-Clark for Labour and the Greens' Golriz Garriman, a human rights lawyer. I am just enormously humbled. Um, So, you know, this is a moment in time now where a nine-year-old refugee girl, you know, can grow up in this country to enter our House of Representatives. But with all the votes now counted, just who's going to lead that House is still days away. And they're off. Proper negotiations to form a new government kicking into gear. It did pay the weight, didn't it? First meeting of the day for Winston Peters, two and a half hours with National's negotiating team. The New Zealand First Leader not wanting to speculate on where the talks are heading. And we have precisely nothing to say about these meetings at all until they're completed. Oh, I just thought, you know, negotiations went fine, thanks. Media aren't allowed anywhere near the negotiating room and the rules around the meetings are being dictated by New Zealand First. Some commentators are suggesting we should follow Germany's lead and have special rules in place for coalition negotiations. For example, that the biggest party gets to initiate the conversation would be a rule. Which, well, we've basically got, well... Um, and, got and so you can't have necessarily this kind of playing off one against the other. I mean, arguably, we should have a conversation which says, what should the post-election negotiation system look like? because this is going to keep happening. We're 21 years now into MMP, 
and it's um, remarkable how little we've actually learned about how you mm. form governments. A former minister even suggesting National and Labour should have worked together to set those rules. They both failed already. They should have rung each other up. They're the two major parties and set the rules. Instead they let, they've let the, 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 the tail wag the dog, or they've let Winston set the rules to both of them. But that tail wagging the dog, Winston Peters, is being praised by former Labour ministers who worked with him in 2005. Played a really good role, uh, knew what he wanted, uh, worked hard, did all kinds of things you'd expect. He kept to his word and that was a stable government. And as Winston Peters and Jacinda Ardern emerged from talks just a short time ago. We've had um, an excellent um, productive meeting. Uh, negotiations um, will continue for Labour um, with the parties uh, that we are looking to form a stable, durable coalition government with. If you don't keep your eyes wide open as to all the possibilities, you may miss a great chance for your country and for the country's economic and social progress. So Expect things like this to continue for the rest of the week. So, there we have it. We roll back in, uh, ready to see a week of negotiations. What a week of negotiations it has been. I mean, as much has as... It? I don't know. All we know well, is well, what the well, corridor looks well, like. <laughs> I know there's been a lot of grumpiness about um, Winston and the organisation, but, boy, they've, always, they've all done exactly what he wanted. They've been in and out. They've been on time. He's been, you know, loving he's it. He's had the... And he, he's loved the fact of coming through Bowen House and stopping and talking on his way in and out mm -hmm. four, six, however many times a day. Mm -hmm. He's had the power. The way Parliament works, I think, you know, if you've noticed you haven't seen many pictures of Bill English coming and going this week, it's because of the way it works. We can't see him. We can't stop him and talk to him and ask him how it's going. And we but if he, want, we if he wanted, if he wanted to, to, he, yeah, he, he would could. Appear. But I have, a th I have a theory that we talked about last night, but um, about... Winston, I think that if we withdrew our cameras, withdrew our interest and wandered away from Bowen House, didn't report every movement, mm. I think that we would have a deal tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly he's think he's enjoying the limelight. Yeah. I think he's loving it. Yeah. And, and Jacinda like comes and goes jester. and we can talk to her quickly, but she doesn't stop for as long because they're so scared mm. of annoying him by saying something that's wrong. Whereas he can stand there and he is taking questions and while he yells at the media and does what he does, he does stop and wait yeah. for us and answer a few questions until he gets annoyed. Is it a satisfactory process? No. For who? For anybody. No. No. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of running smoothly, and he's, he's only, he's now looks like he's going to go over his time frame, and I see there's a few columnists starting to begrudge the whole process and the secrecy and everything around it, and, uh, you know, what could we, how would it be done differently? I, I mean, he's got the numbers. He's got the numbers. I he's got the power. I think we have power. to remember this isn't MMP's fault. Right? There's been a lot of discussion this week about whether it's the electoral system's fault and is MMP to blame. Well, it's not, because if this was a different political party that had the balance of power mm -hmm. that was in this position, do you really think we'd see the Greens going back and forth? Or but how or else the would they do party? it? For, at the, well, to no, this extent, the, but the reason, though, they wouldn't need to do it. The reason we're in this position is because Winston refuses to say which way he's leaning before the election. Mm -hmm. So no one knows what they're voting for. No no one knows what they're going to get, and that's why we're in this ridiculous circus after the election. So if, if every party was more upfront about which way they'd go, then we wouldn't be in this position. It'd be really simple to form a government. And it comes back to this claim that, you know, that the left have that more people voted to change the government than voted for the current government. We don't know that because we don't know who, when the people were voting for New Zealand first. No, you don't. Were they voting for mm -hmm. him to support Labour or National or sit on the crossbenches or any, any different form or machination? We don't actually 
actually know what those people who voted New Zealand first wanted. No. And that's probably what's well, going to be Winston's head as well. The only other way I think it could have, well, that could have happened is that, is, that it's, is that, you know, there is a, which we don't have, and I, I know we've had this debate, but there's a, at 44.5%, the largest party has first go with Winston, he go, has mm. a go with them, tries to do it, if he can't do it, then he goes to the next lot. Yeah, so not do it parallel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's an interesting, but then it would drag it out even longer, well, it wouldn't it? It would be. It would be longer. Well, at least and this way it's fast. Well, that's true. Maybe the fact he's not doing that way is, I guess, a sign that it's not automatic that it is a sign that he's not automatically wanting to go with national because mm. if he if he was more inclined to go with national he could have just done well, that. I'll and tell you my theory on this. I believe I believe that a lot of this is about creating the perception that and making sure now he, he this is you know he'll argue this he'll he'll say this is not true but I think that a lot of this is he he has built this absolute perception that he will genuinely possibly go with the left. And he has that he has to make that real mm. so that everybody yeah. believes that is mm. true. And once that happens, that everyone goes, oh, right, he might actually go with the left, mm. then bang, he's got ultimate leverage with the right. So it, 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 he needed to build everything up to get it to that position mm. where it's like, right, oh, he might go with the left. And then he can go back to national, and then national thinks, oh, he might actually do it. They have to believe that. And at that point, Winston's leverage is enormous. You're crediting him with a lot of political canniness. Absolutely. But the flip side of the coin could be that he's just genuinely indecisive. No. <laughs> and he can't make no, up no, his no, mind. No, 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 I, I, I think... So you think his mind's made up and being made up all the Not necessarily. I just think that I just think that he wants maximum leverage. He wants a maximum deal out of national, first and foremost, I believe. He, he'll do this. He's doing the same for Labour as well. But to get the most out of national, he's got to get Labour and the Greens into the position where they're a viable option and that National truly mm. believes he might do it. He also, mm. I think, has to ask a lot more of National than he does of Labour. Mm. If you look at where the policies line up, and, and if you look at things like immigration, uh, some of those big issues for him, housing and so forth, they line up far more with Labour than they do with National. And so he has to push National a lot harder to get... To get and yeah. TPP. I mean, that's a huge but but then, yeah, but then who's 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 more desperate? Who wants? Well, that's who's going to offer, gonna, who's gonna offer more. I still yeah. think if you talk to national party people or or right leaning people, the people that I talk to in the course of the, you know, they're asking, oh, who's going to go? Most of them still expect him to go with national. They still do deep down. I think. Yeah. I think they're going to be shocked if he doesn't. I think it will be a huge surprise if he doesn't. It is possible. I think it would surprise me. I think most honest. people would be shocked if he yeah. went with Labour. But it is well, it, was, it would be an enormous story, a huge precedent. But is that is that like a failure of imagination on our part? We just can't Maybe. imagine. No, no, it? no, it could be. I, I agree. Yeah. I, I, I'm willing to acknowledge that the, it might be on my part. I've certainly thought that it was the balance of probabilities say it's more likely he'll go with National. But I'm fully willing to admit that I may just be completely sort of, as you say, a lack of imagination. That hang on, this he's thinking bigger and different. I mean, I, the, the number of times we've all been asked how many times a day we get asked who we think Winston will go with and I just say I think if anyone knows what's going through if anyone thinks they know what's going through his mind oh. I wake up in the morning and think oh, he's going to go with Labour yeah. and then by tea time I'm like oh no he's going to go with National and no morning. one has any idea I wake up at three in the morning thinking no. I'm in Bowen House wondering <laughs> who he's going to go with so hey, let, that's a good idea let's, um, let's uh, have a look back in time shall we should we have a look back in time see some of what Harry, Harry did it in the last couple of times <laughs> The New Zealand First Caucus and Executive Council have chosen this afternoon by a massive consensus to form a coalition government with the National Party until the next election in 1999. The announcement everyone has been waiting for finally came a short time ago. Jim Bolger now confirmed as Prime Minister, Winston Peters his deputy and a new position, Treasurer. Who writes the budget? Uh, the Treasurer. So Mr Peters will write the budget? Correct. Mr Peters says this will be a constructive coalition. 
a sensible monetary policy, continual budget surpluses, the repayment of debt, and judicious investment in social policy initiatives. The Reserve Bank Act is there unchanged. The Employment Contracts Act is substantially unchanged. The Fiscal Responsibility Act is unchanged. So in terms of the markets out there, all I can say to them, you're going to have a damn good government. It took the New Zealand First MPs more than 10 hours to make up their minds. Tomorrow, the exact details of the deal will be released. Already, Reserve Bank Governor Don Brash has been briefed and the forces against the new coalition government are mounting. Hey, here's a guy who went out and campaigned that he was the only way to get rid of a national government and he's been the only thing to put it back in. I think Winston Peters has dogged me. And from the left, a warning to Winston Peters. Your government and your party is now in deep trouble and don't expect to be back here in 1999. Both Helen Clark and Jim Bolger only learned of their fate watching Mr Peters on television. There were three key factors that drove New Zealand First decision today. Economic growth, social responsibility, political stability. Helen Clark delaying her response for more than an hour. She spoke in front of all her MPs. I think it's not only a major disappointment for us. I think it's a disappointment to every New Zealander who voted for the government of change on the 12th of October. I think many will see it as a betrayal and most will find it very difficult indeed to understand. We have never sought power at any price in these negotiations and that has distinguished us from the National Party. It is a heartbreaking situation, I think, for many New Zealanders out there. Uh, that hope has been put on hold, that there's a pause button being pressed. Winston Peters campaigned promising to get rid of National. Now he and Jim Bolger must put old animosities behind them. Would you say and, some, uh, of the old, some of the old bitterness is gone? Yes, it has. But this new government may not get a honeymoon. The exact price National has paid for Mr Peters' support will be made public tomorrow. It's expected next year's tax cuts have gone and spending on health and education has gone up. And Mr Peters is still in the driving seat. Linda Clark, One Network News. Helen Clark making the announcement the country had been waiting 30 days to hear. The composition of the new parliament has not made defining where the majority for confidence and supply lay a straightforward task. But with goodwill, we have been able to negotiate that majority. The biggest surprise, Winston Peters gets a job of Foreign Affairs Minister and return for his party's seven votes. We're not prepared to compromise our principles simply to pursue the perks of office. He says the country was left with a kind of Mexican standoff after the election and he had to help out in the national interest. They have been hanging out in recent days thinking we're going to have a hung parliament here unless somebody does something. Well, we have, in the interest of stability. Mr Peter's appointment to the senior role of foreign minister but outside cabinet is a first for New Zealand, but the prime minister's defending her decision. Mr Peters is particularly mindful of the position held by a free democrat a foreign minister in Germany in the past. Uh, he believes that as a senior member uh, he has the, uh, the stature uh, and the experience to do the job. I don't disagree with that at all or I wouldn't have made the portfolio available to him. Uh, Mr Peters has a track record of pulling out of a government when the going gets tough and it'll be interesting to see whether he holds on longer this time than he did last time. 
United Futures' Peter Dunn gets to be Revenue and Associate Health Minister in return for his support and says he hopes the government party mix won't fall apart. I hope it can last. I think that New Zealanders actually sent a message at the election by the rather confused jigsaw that they uh, put in place that they didn't want a government of extremes, they didn't want a centrist government, they rejected a lot of the social engineering of the last three years and I think this government, if it proceeds down the path that's been set out, can survive for the full term and can be good for New Zealand. Those left out of the ministerial mix this time include the long-suffering Greens. Well, at best it's going to be a centrist government. At worst it will be a reactionary one. Uh, it's not the progressive government that a lot of voters were looking forward to. The Māori Party missing out too. Decided to stay in opposition, uh, to stand as an independent group, consolidate ourselves as a party over the next three years. There we go. I'm actually quite fascinated um, about how he's going to make this announcement this time. Because, um, as, you know, the whole story last time about how Doug Woolerton in 2000, was it 2005? I love that story that he, that he went, 96, that he tried to get up to the Labour floors to give Heather <laughs> Simpson the news that <laughs> Labour weren't going to be the government and couldn't get in, the swipe card wouldn't work for the access over to Labour. Yeah. And so, no one had thought of that. So, so yeah, how does he do it? Like once the board, so like once the board's made its decision, can he, he? He has to trust the board, obviously. But man, it'll be—he won't want to hold on to that decision for very long. No, this and is why the talk of it being leak, over the weekend. You know? you know, I mean, the thought of does the board meet on Saturday and then it somehow has to not be leaked until Sunday mm. or Monday? And it, uh, holding and it, and it, holding it 24 hours is too long. And who, who, who gets? I mean, why, why does Winston be the one who makes the announcement? Shouldn't it be? the Prime Minister-elect, you know, the person he's chosen, takes it to the GG and then they, well, I think they that's announce what the it that way? In terms of the Governor-General and what they have to see, then yes, it does have to come from the Prime Minister-elect. Mm. But the bit before that can be Winston, him saying which one he's going to go to. But that's not enough for the Governor-General. The Governor-General needs to see the two of them together, mm. a press, joint press statement, something that shows they're going to sign. So he gets two bites of the cherry then. We'll have two press conferences. If he wants to go to the one with... The 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 new that would be a great start, would it? Well, he might just say, I'm on the crossbenches and uh, I'm, I'm not actually in government, so why do I have to? No, he, surely he will. There'll be the joint, you know, three-way handshake. Do you know, um, the wee elephant in the room we haven't talked about here is the Greens. Mm. And what they're yeah, going to what is going to happen to them? Yeah. yeah. It's not, they're not looking too flash for the but Greens, is it? they take it, don't they? I mean, it's not the end of the world for them. No, but... They get, they get it, they get it. If they feel like they are in government, they will be so happy, even if it's a minister, junior, minister junior ministerial role or minister outside cabinet. I think the fact that they're back in parliament, one, they're so happy about that. Two, the idea of a Labour-led government mm. is such a relief to them after so long yeah. that they will, you know, it is, of course, if you're I a Green supporter. The worm has turned, though. <laughs> Yeah, you know, no, yeah. they have to re you sort of accept the crumbs from Winston's yeah, and table. It's, you know, that's a hard pill to swallow for mm. them. But, but I think given how the campaign went for them and how how they were terrified they were going to be out of parliament, the idea that this could even be a possibility, mm. they will. Do I mean, they've had a lot of meetings with Labour, so clearly those talks are you know getting somewhere yeah. in terms of what they're being possibly we, being offered. And we don't know. What's we don't know. Being but, talked about inside. Yeah. I do. I have. I know this is completely trivial but I have found it um, quite fascinating the um, the different styles with Jacinda going in with biscuits and ginger loaf and then showing up to the green parrot and Winston wasn't there which I thought yeah. was a bit tragic oh, yeah. um, it was a very weird yeah. thing to do she said episode. she wanted a snitchel <laughs> but, but like you know I mean why would you go there I know well, that, that, all the places to go, to. To go. Well, do you think it speaks to the fact that um, 
that sh- that the, that labor that labor negotiating team are desperate to form a bond, yep. find yeah. something in common, get close, get more it face. Been Kelvin or someone who would have said one of the others who would have said. To be fair, we well, don't know if Bill English has carried biscuits in because we can't see. No, I can't. I just can't imagine. But I can't imagine Bill, him. Bill, maybe some spaghetti pizza, but I just can't. No. I can't imagine him with a plate of home baked Afghan. <laughs> he does like to eat, as we know from the election <laughs> campaign. Maybe he's taken a few pies, and he does love a pie. Would, well, apparently Winston <laughs> likes a savouries too. He's yeah. more of a savoury than a sweet guy. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Maybe we also don't know what parliament. Entry services has been putting in there. They do set that room up every day, so yeah. there could be a number of pies. Going but I, on. I do, th- I, I find that really fascinating. I mean, it really doesn't matter in the general scheme of things, but I find that quite fascinating that that courting that's been going on from Labour, and I think it does speak to the fact of an absence of relationships, which I know yeah. we've already talked about. But um, yeah, but maybe that's just because I'm just so bloody bored that any little detail is fascinating. Well, and we also, you know, and I was just thinking of saying that as I've been looking at Jacinda's face as she's come out of um, the meetings and stuff as well, and I noticed one day she looked really upset and maybe again that's just us reading every little detail maybe into, they didn't like the ginger loaf yeah maybe they were upset about the biscuits and chocolate wheatons chocolate wheatons is a bad a call apparently mm. that's because it's the only option available at parliament that's like eating jam when your cheese gone mm, yeah what do you mean <laughs> Again, jam on the cheese. Hey, I've scone. moved up in the world. I'm eating a, some biscotti. Oh, yeah. who, who got you biscotti? And he but was disgusted that Andrea so and I like the black jelly beans. Nobody likes black jelly beans. Told me there was oh, biscotti. Might as well eat licorice. Oh, I love oh, yeah, licorice. Love licorice. Yeah. yeah. Might as well drink ouzo. Again, we could be on a beach in Greece drinking Russo. Why are we here again? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Desperately waiting by our phones every second in case something happens, running around Parliament. Also, for those who've been paying attention to the lifts and escalators at Parliament, the number of times I have walked up those stairs, 46 stairs, this week because the up, <laughs> uphill escalator between Bowen and House mm. and the Beehive of all weeks to be broken. I, know. I would love to know, we're not allowed to follow Winston to find out whether he takes the stairs oh, or no, goes he up takes no, the lift. Every lift. time? He takes every the lift. single time? Yeah, he takes no. the lift. Wow. That's yeah. a lot because that lift is very slow. But have you noticed a new development yesterday or the day before? I can't remember. Um, but the security ser- security have started reserving the lift for him yes, now so yeah. that we don't have the awkward yeah. <coughs> pressing of yeah. the button. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they keep a lift the open Bowen for him lifts are pretty fraught. Yeah. And then um, so at least uh, if we're not getting time to go to the gym because we're standing around here all day, we get to go up and down many, many stairs. Mm. Riveting and details the for the public. The, yeah, these are the <laughs> things that go on in our heads at the moment. Right. Is that us? Oh, uh, I think we have to make... Corinne's already made his prediction. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, my prediction, I, I have always... Uh, I think I'm just sort of maybe old school. It's just purely on the basis of, of, of uh, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I just, for some reason, I think they'll go more, more likely to go with national. But I'm fully acknowledge that I might be completely wrong and it's not based on any inside knowledge it's just a hunch I'm not going to, I can't say, I honestly switch back and forth and not going to say what I do, what I would say is I think it's highly likely Winston Peters will be the next Deputy Prime Minister I'll put that out there, I can see him I've been trying to picture in my head him standing behind either either one and seeing what that looks like Mm. Um, but as far as that goes, I, I just I can't say which way I think he'll go. No, I don't think I'd. I'd after the selection campaign yeah. where everything was topsy turvy and mm. so many surprises, I'd, I don't feel confident enough to make a prediction. But I can see the reasons. I accept the yeah, reasons I that you give. Yeah, I agree with Corinne's reasons. Yeah, yeah. I just. Oh no, and I'm fully, fully, fully <coughs> prepared to be wrong. I mean, I'm nothing. It's just 
I just don't want to be dead of boredom by the time they decide, <laughs> which is a very real possibility. Can you imagine, like, they did this for six weeks in 1996. Six weeks, yes. I know, but, but did they 1996 was a very different time. They didn't have the constant the 24-7 yeah. demands of the media. and People expect so much more, so much more quickly now. And again, it wasn't. It was the first MMP. It was the first MMP election. Also, did they... I think they had cell phones. Did they no, <laughs> well, that was, I was thinking about that well, dog religion story. That wouldn't happen anymore, yeah. would it? Because you could just text. Call them. Yeah. And also... Did they do stories every day? What I mean, they, they do can't have they done stories every day for six weeks. I don't know. I don't couldn't know. Even look at I reckon they, they must have counted no. the number of tiles at Bowen House yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, anyway. Everyone's eating a lot of chocolate and biscuits, which is not good for anyone in the press gallery. <laughs> All right, we're um, rambling. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for listening. <laughs> we're not going crazy. Be rest assured, we're really not. <laughs> we are. A little bit. <laughs> we already we did weeks um, ago, just let's be honest. <laughs> uh, but, of course, you can catch us every Friday morning uh, each week on the One News Facebook page, iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, next week we'll have a new government. Uh, oh, don't maybe. maybe. Really? Maybe. See you then. <laughs> you just <laughs> jinxed it. No, it says it in the script. <laughs> <laughs>